Galloway. And I'm Tracy Galloway. Welcome to our podcast, 36 Questions. This is an unscripted show where we candidly and spontaneously answer 36 questions that lead to love. Now, these 36 questions were invented by psychologist Arthur Aaron, who created this exercise to help people be vulnerable in order to foster closeness and intimacy. We have been married 26 years and have four almost grown children together. We've both been in Christian leadership for almost 30 years now. I've been a pastor, you've been a pastor, and we've both been student pastors. And I lead right now a nonprofit organization that does outreach to people experiencing homelessness. You know, our hope is that as we dig deep into each other's lives, that you will be inspired to find more intimacy and authenticity in your own relationships. Let's dive in. Welcome back to 36 Questions. la di da dee la da 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 doo We were just singing that <laughs> with our sample test. Yes. So I thought I'd give you a little, even though I can't sing at all. It's a cheery welcome and a brisk fall day. Actually, it's pretty warm today. It's nice out. It was cold this morning, but New Jersey is getting pleasant. We were going to go kayaking, but then we remembered Juan had a work call on his day off. Boom, boom, boom. I confess, it's true, but... That doesn't mean we don't have enough time to do fun things like record 36 questions We'll together. do 36 questions instead. Yeah. But I really would like to go kayaking on Sunday, though. Okay? Okie dokie. So we're speaking on Sunday, and we're going to be tired. Yeah, but... we're speaking at our favorite Nigerian church. But you know what? Fountain of the Living Word in Orange, New Jersey. Woohoo! You know, it's so awesome. This Nigerian church, everybody is so sweet and wonderful, and they love God so much. And they wear these cool, not everybody, but a lot of people wear these cool, like, African dresses with the headdresses, you know, that kind of like are folded paper, and they're cool, and they dance, and they love Jesus, and they have a great bass player, and they just, they get down. (laughs) I just love it. I love it, love, love, love. That's That's my favorite place to go. It's a fun church to go to. Oh. If you're Nigerian, if you're not Nigerian, if you're anybody at all, and you live close to Orange, New Jersey, you have got to go there. What's it called again? Fountain of the Living Word. Mm-hmm. Foursquare Church. Yeah, baby. <laughs> they are great. Pastor Chinadu. That's right. Out that is wife. right. Yes. So, all right. So we are on um, episode 13, question number 13. Oh, hey. But you know what? what? Before we say that, don't yes. forget. Okay. We have a free book giveaway. Holy cow. And your competition is so low. If you do what we say, you probably will get this book. I mean, you probably have one other person that might get it besides you. So this is what you do. This book is called One Question a Day for You and Me, a three-year journal. It's for you and your loved ones, whoever they may be. And like October 24th, the question is, what worries you lately? And then you talk to each other about what worries you lately. Then October 25th is, if you could live in any era which one would it be and why? And then you talk about that. And so it's just a way to go deep with somebody in your life. And this is a free book. We will mail it to you. Who knows? We may include some candy. I don't know. It's a grand prize. It's a grand prize. All you have to do is subscribe to our podcast. Send us $100. No. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just subscribe to our podcast. And then you share it on your Facebook or Instagram so other people can know how great and fun this podcast is. <laughs> yes. Anyway. There's and, your chance uh, to win a it, right? great prize. You subscribe. You share it. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. 
there's something else, but I forget. But anyway, like, that's like good enough. Like our Facebook page and all that. Yeah, like our, I, we now have a Facebook page. And that way we know who you are. Right. We like and, you. And uh, we can see that you shared on your Facebook page. And then we'll mail you this great book. I was going to have it end in October, but I'll have it end at the end of October, I think. Just okay. to give p- more people a chance to win this great book. That sounds great, Tracy. And on to question number 13. It really is. And check this one out. It's pretty good. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? All right. Well. Uh, Wait, hold on. Let me just process this question. Can we read again? If a crystal ball. Yes. Could. Tell you the truth. Tell you the truth. About. About yourself. About anything in your life. The future, the future or anything else or anything. What would you want to know? Yeah. Oh, that's you know what tough. jumps to my mind immediately. Oh, you got one. Good. You go first. Well, I, don't I won't know. say it's my real answer. It's just in back to the future. Um, they wanted the to movie? know who won the world series. So that's what, <laughs> so when they went back in the past, they could get rich betting on the world series. So oh. that's not my real answer, but that's what I immediately think of because our son Corbin, that is his favorite movie on earth is Back to the Future. It's so much his favorite movie that he has a Back to the Future wallet. Yes. A Back to the Future poster in his college dorm room. That's true. And I don't know what else. I mean, I I know I hear quotes coming out of his mouth throughout our life. He's a big fan. Big fan. I am too. I love that movie. It's a good one. Uh, But anyway, no, I would not use the crystal ball for personal gain. Although I wouldn't, you know, I don't mind personal gain. That is tempting now that you bring it up. (laughs) I don't mind personal gain, but that's not really what I would want. Um, okay. So my first answer was a, uh, spiritual answer, which was, I'd like to know when Jesus is coming back, <laughs> like the really? unknowable thing. Cause even Jesus doesn't know when Jesus is coming back. What do you mean? He doesn't know. Well, the, fa- he said to somebody, only the father knows. Oh, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. But they're all one. I don't know. I, I don't you know. know. And the thing is, I know he's coming back, but I don't know if it's in 10 years, a hundred years, a thousand years. I just feel like it might amp up my sense of urgency. You know what I mean? What if it does the opposite? What if he's coming back in 500 years? That's true. Maybe that would... I might really slack off then. Would you? That, that might be a bad thing. I don't think I would. No, I don't think you would. You know. But, okay, so, so that was the know, first thing I thought of, but that's that's not... I don't know if that's really it. So you want to know when Jesus is coming back? Well, I think I can probably think of some better ones. You have so many I'd spiritual like answers. Come on, get real with me now. Yeah. Um, I know you're being real, but still. Give me something else. Give me something more. What else you got? Um, I think. Okay, my mind's gone blank now. <laughs> I feel like I had something in mind and I lost it. Okay, well, maybe I'll answer. Yeah, if you've got some great ideas. About Though I'm not, I can't answer until we do our book of the week. Oh, okay. So let's do our book of the week. Okay. And then I'll do my answer. Ready, set, go. All right, I'm pretty excited about this episode's book of the week because um, I'm reading this book. I'm halfway through it. Okay, I've not finished it, but so many times we recommend a book, we're halfway through because we're in the middle of it, and they're so great. And I'm going to finish it for sure. I mean, we've been reading this together actually in the morning. In the morning, in our coffee chair. Yeah, we read the Bible and then we read uh, this church. You read. In fact, Juan is so like. 
what do you call it? Regimented? Yes, regimented. (laughs) That he reads one chapter of the Old Testament, one chapter of the New Testament, and then one chapter of whatever book we're reading while we're drinking coffee, and then we pray. And it's the same every day. And we cannot... Uh, deviate there's no deviation right. <laughs> and I'm exact opposite I would just do whatever every day but it's always you're, you're the same spontaneous but I like that you're that way it kind of brings some continuity Structure. to my life yeah. yeah it's good yeah all right so yeah the cool thing about this book is the author is such a great guy um yeah so the author of this book is one of the best speakers in America absolutely and uh funny challenging I mean he's really excellent so the title of the book is Liquid Church, Six Powerful Currents to Saturate Your City for Christ by Tim Lucas and Warren Bird. Yes, both great men of God. Total respect and props to them both. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying this book. Um, in fact, I'd have to say the last chapter, I keep tearing up as we are reading through it. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things, and, and by the way, um, the, the title of the book is titled Liquid Church because the author, Tim Lucas, is pastor, lead pastor of Liquid Church. Just happens to be the church that Tracy and I attend. That's how we know about the book. And one of the, so they tell throughout the books, these six currents, how to reach your city and what they've done that's been revolutionary, innovative to reach the state of New Jersey, which is an unchurched, mostly state. Absolutely. And they've been very effective. They have like 4,500 people, I think, attending church every weekend. And I think 8,000 in Easter. So, And plus online. And their impact is massive. They have seven campuses now. All, and their their vision is to saturate the state, meaning have a church in every county mm-hmm. in New Jersey. And they're a third away of the way there. So yeah. very impressive. And I just love going there. I get more out of it every week. You know, I think the teaching is really good because we've been Christians forever, been in ministry forever, like 30 years. And yet every single message that I hear, I always hear something I hadn't really heard before. Yeah. I mean, every time. And that is so new for me to experience we've been in ministry that. a long time. We've heard it all kind of. Heard it all, <laughs> but I guess not because definitely there's always something really good and challenging um, for, you know, I think they're really good at reaching the pre-Christian, the seeker, and helping the new Christian to take their next steps, as well as challenging those who've been sitting in church for many years to really reach out and do things that they haven't done yet that God still has in store for them. It's really hard to stay stagnant at this church because it challenges you every week. It's so good. And everybody is so nice. Like, as you're walking in, in the parking lot, everywhere you go, everybody's super kind and nice. And I, I love Yeah, they've that. got it wired. Um, and anyway, so this book has six currents. And so the six things they are like they share are loving the overlooked, which is special needs. Yeah. And that's the chapter we just read. That's the one you were crying at. And you know, it's interesting because you always have a special heart in this area. We just went to the movie uh, on our date night last week. What was it called? Um, Peanut Butter Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon. <laughs> it was such a good movie. It's about a young man with Down syndrome, and it was so good. And Juan, we don't, we haven't been to the movie for movies for a while, but you're like, I have to go see this because you have such a heart. And you were crying in the movie, and we're crying through this chapter, and yeah, uh, yeah it's it's good stuff. It's really good, and this church. Well, not everybody knows this around America, but New Jersey has the highest rate of autism in our nation. And so kids with special needs started coming to the church 
And the church had to figure out how to take care of these kids and their families. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. You have to do a lot of special things and yeah. be strategic. And they have. I mean, they really have. And mm-hmm. now there's a lot of kids coming with special needs and they love it. Mm-hmm. And they're finding Jesus and they're fi- and the parents are getting who are so exhausted. Yes. And we know because when we have a daughter on the spectrum and right. I remember when she was younger and it was so we just got to a point where we were so tired we could barely speak. Like just so weary, so exhausted, so almost hopeless, just feeling, will anything, you know, will it ever get better? Because it just certain, there's certain times when you have a child with special needs where it just seems so bad and so dark. You're just, oh, you're just hanging on to Jesus with all you got. And to have any kind of support system. And they have this cool thing at the church, which they encourage other churches to do. That's what I like mm-hmm. about this book. It's teaching the church at large around the world how to minister to this population. Yeah. And one of the cool things they have is they have, um, fr- is it called Friday Night Out? Or Friday? Uh, I, I think so. It's a it's a night of respite for the parents that can go on a date. Yeah. And the kids so the have kid, a blast. Yeah. So they're special needs kids and they're, uh, they're other... The siblings. All, their, all yeah. the siblings. Yeah. They could all just have a great time together and the parents can have a date. Oh, I wish we had that when that our daughter was younger. Free, free childcare would have been a Luckily, we had grandparents, but yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, anyway, they also talk about Night to Shine, which is a prom for special needs kids and adults mm-hmm. where they crown everybody, the prom king, the prom queen, and they dance all night. And mm-hmm. we've volunteered at that. It was so cool. And our boys even danced with some girls that were special needs and then were their dates for the night. And oh, yeah. it was a we've really special time. We've talked about that before. But so I, anyway, I, yeah. they do a lot of things. And that's not all the book is about, by the way. That's, that's just, just one chapter. That's just one chapter. They also talk about creative communication, which this church is almost the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, compassionate cause. Like they're digging well water, uh, fresh wells in Rwanda, Nicaragua. Yeah. And they're uniting the generations by taking dead churches that have died down to almost nobody, you know, mm-hmm. empty church buildings. And they're revitalizing them and joining with the older congregation yes. to reach the community with the gospel. Mm. And then um, they talk. And that's why they have the ear uh, plugs when you go into service. <laughs> that's right. So when the old <laughs> folks or those who just can't take the loud worship come in, they, they hand out ear plugs. And then they're happy because they're like, okay, I can handle it now. That's hilarious to me. (laughs) I love it loud. loud. I can never be loud enough for me. (laughs) I don't care. I've seen Neil Young and Crazy Horse in concert. That ain't ain't loud, okay, (laughs) at church. Uh, Anyway, Anyway. um, they also talk about, um, you know, inspiring generosity. Mm -hmm. Uh, So people give to a cause, not just out of obligation. Right. And, you know, the cool thing is they do a lot of neat outreaches there. In fact, Mm -hmm. this past year, they did something with us where they had this sleep out. Yeah. Which was maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, this was so cool. This was their idea. They came to me and said, Juan, what if we did a sleep out? And I'm like, what's that? And like, we have invite the church all the church to it was s- Colleen Lucas's idea that's his right wife. and then she told Tim Tim told me why don't we have all the church sleep in cardboard boxes out in the parking lot and sleep out not as a gimmick but sleeping in solidarity with the homeless to understand just a little of the hardships they go through so they could care so they could advocate so they could bring awareness to the dire situation of the homeless epidemic and on top of that he said for every person that participates in liquid, we're going to give $30 to New York City Relief to help the homeless because of our 30-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. And we raised 
guys, like $50,000. It was amazing. So, and 575 so people. people slept out in the parking lot. And the funniest thing is, I was out there with my sons, you know, with our boys in these cardboard boxes, and we made our own house out of cardboard, and it poured rain about 1 a.m., and we got soaking wet, and we had, the whole church had to go inside the building and sleep on the concrete floor. And it was even worse than sleeping in the parking lot. We couldn't bring the cardboard in. It was soaking wet. You know, all these coughing, soggy, stinky people uh, spread out, like packed in, like they, like exactly like the homeless sleep on the floor of Penn Station, Grand Central Station, Port Authority, New York City. And it gave me, it gave everyone, and they told me this, they really understood what the homeless were going through just a little bit because they had seen them lying on the floor in those train stations. So to do it themselves, it was it brought them there and they felt the heart of God and the compassion for God mm. for the homeless like they had never in their life. And I was like, mm. wow. And they'll never so, forget it. They'll amazing. never forget it. Yeah. So that so if Liquid Church does that kind of stuff, yeah, I, I'm impressed. I, I'm sold. This is not just about us. Gimme, gimme. It's all mm-hmm. about bless me club. You know what else, though, about that outreach? Didn't you tell me that like 30 percent of the people that attended didn't go to Liquid Church? Didn't he? Or was that you or someone um, else said that? That there are a lot of people who it's came. It's a percentage. I can't remember how much, but it was a good percentage. Yeah. yeah. And so the cool thing about doing these different kinds of outreach things um, that they do, like the free market, it's like a flea market, but everything's free. And they mention all these different things in the book that they do. And the cool thing about it is that's what brings people to the church who don't normally go to church. People who've given up in ch- on church yeah. or people who have never been to church because we have a whole generation of unchurched people. And maybe they won't do that, but they're about to to do a run for they're about to do a run for Rwanda um, yeah. to, to dig a freshwater well there'll be a ton of people that'll come to the run and do the 5k yeah. there'll be a ton of people who'll come yeah. out and sleep um to to help the homeless there'll be a ton of people that'll do the free market but normally yeah. they wouldn't go to church but once they interact with the cool church people who are so sweet and awesome they can't help but come visit well you know? one of his main points in this book is that it's not enough to just teach the gospel you show the gospel, yeah. then you teach the gospel. Right. That's how you reach a community. And you know what? He's absolutely right. It's working. Mm-hmm. Just like what you said. They're, they're, they're living it, showing it first. It captures people's imagination like, that's good. That resonates with me. Yeah. And then they, well, let me go see what this place is about. Right. And then they hear this amazing teaching and they're like, I'm sold. I'm yeah. sticking around. And free coffee, of course. Yes. That doesn't Free hurt. coffee. Woohoo. <laughs> Manna from heaven. Yes, indeed. Yes. So anyway, I, I couldn't give this a higher endorsement. Um, I really suggest. So what's it called again? And where can churches, they get it? Uh, our, I mean, our friends listening here by it's Liquid Church. Six Powerful Currents to Saturate Your City for Christ by Tim Lucas and Warren Bird. And by, by the way, this is not for just church leaders or pastors. This is for anybody. It is. It's inspirational. That's true because it inspires you to start whatever God's calling you to start. But I will say this is a great book to buy for your pastor. Oh, so true. As a gift. Definitely. Maybe you could read it first and then give it to him. Yeah, read it first, pass it along to your pastor or church leader. And it's on Amazon. You can get it anywhere. Oh, yeah, Amazon and Barnes & Noble. <laughs> okay, so I think that's cool. That's the book of the week. Yeah, great book. Liquid Church, pick Yay. up a copy. All right, we are back from our book review. We're talking about... Our 36 questions, of course, question number 14. Can you read it again? I need to hear or it again. 13, I should say. If a crystal ball could tell you, Tracy, the truth, hmm. the truth about Tracy, yourself, hmm. your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? And I'm going to answer because I didn't finish and I remember what I was going to oh, say. Oh, yeah, you remembered. Okay. Okay. One of my goals in life is to be self-aware. 
Okay. Meaning understand what makes me tick. Um, What motivates me? What makes me do good things? What makes me do bad things? What wounds there are that need to be healed so that I can become more healthy and functional? Mm, Yes. But I know without a doubt in every person, there are hidden things. I know that because every year in my life, something new is revealed. Mm. I'm like, whoa, I didn't even know that was an issue, but oh yeah, that's an issue. And I want to deal with it because I want to be free. Yes. And I want to be healthy and be healthy and even help others be free. Mm -hmm. But if I'm all bound up with insecurities, worries, fears, wounds, bitterness, whatever is Mm -hmm. hidden in there. Well, that's going to affect the people around me. Yep. And that's bad. And because I want to reflect Jesus, unconditional love, grace, compassion, you know, lots of things, forgiveness. Right. Um, But I know there's hidden stuff in me. And Mm -hmm. so honestly, I would look in the crystal ball and I'd say, what is it? What sin is there? What wounding? What hidden crap is in me? Yeah. Reveal it to me so that I can seek God for healing, restoration, and freedom. Um, Again, to be more like Jesus. It would be quite overwhelming, I'm sure. Yeah, well, one at a time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe crystal ball uh, just give me one today and another tomorrow, another tomorrow. But I can't take a hundred right now I'll just want to give up you know what's interesting is I think that would be so valuable because I've seen people who have become extremely successful mm. in one area of their life and yet there's one thing that seems like a small thing or a thing on the side but it becomes the crux that destroys their entire life yeah Right. And it's interesting to see that happen over and over again as we're getting into like our, you know, you're 49 and I'm 46 and we're getting older and we're meeting more people who are maybe higher up on the totem pole of life and success. And yet there's one thing that just seems like a side thing that they should maybe work on, but they let it go. And sure enough, boom, their whole career or their whole family or their whole personal mental health or their mm. own personal health even. I mean, it could be not taking care of themselves physically and eating junk all the time. It could mm. be something as simple as that. Or it can be, um, oh, just looking at a little porn sometimes. Nobody sees, you know, and mm. then boom, they're having an affair and their whole family's blown up and their kids hate them. Or it can be something at work like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to turn an eye away from this thing that's going on at work uh, financially or some other way. And boom, they're, you know, in big trouble and public mm-hmm. disgrace. Right. And I've just seen it over and over again. So to be able to see mm. those things. that Blind you, spots. Blind spots. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day with one of your employees about blind spots. I was talking about the other day. I almost ran somebody off the road. Yeah, what? I was in my little tiny toy car. Yeah. It's called a Hyundai Accent. With lots of dents. Two doors, that I put stick on shift. Not fancy. <laughs> no, and, not at And all. by the way, the, the blind spot on that little car is tiny. Is you it? can see everything around the car because it's so small. Yeah. And I was changing lanes. I looked to my left, but I didn't look back You didn't far turn your enough. head, did I looked you? in the rearview mirror. I did, but I didn't turn it far enough. Ugh. And so I started shifting over and honk, honk, honk. And I'm like, oh my God, I shift... I almost ran this poor person off the road. That's what we do when we have blind spots. Yeah. We, boom, not knowingly. Yeah. It's a subconscious or, or who knows what, but mm-hmm. we just, boom, we wound people, we hurt people, we devastate people. And it's it like, only takes a second. Yeah. And you can kill somebody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Blind spots. So yeah, 
to have a crystal ball and be able to see the blind spots in your life that need attention, I think that would be so valuable for everybody. And maybe you don't have a crystal ball, but you know what you can do? You can pray and say, God, show me the blind spot that I have in my life right now. Show me an area that is not pleasing to you, that is against what your word says when it comes to how I should be living my life. Show me what that is, Lord. Mm. Show me what to do. Help me to be free. And the best way to be free from blind spots, once God shines a lot light in that area and shows you what that is, is to bring it to light with other people and to be accountable every time. Yeah, to invite people in to be so close. And, and the way to do that is you tell them the blind spots you know. Right. Like, hey, I'm struggle with anger whatever right and I'm working on it and uh but I I want people so close to me I can talk about the hard things you know? right and let me say this if the people you're confessing this to and sharing this with are people who are living a crappy life that will be helpful to you you need to choose someone who is a pastor at your church somebody who's living an awesome life um professionally and privately what does that you say to your employees about um, you, you can't, you can't win at work and lose at home. You can't win at work and lose at home, you know? And so I love that quote and find someone who's winning at work, winning at home. Mm. And those are the people you want to listen to them. You don't want to listen to people who are, you know, screwing up their lives and take their advice. That that's not wise. Well, yeah, You got to find somebody who's mature. They're grounded. Yep. And I, I'm even thinking somebody right now, they're older. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this guy, he doesn't go to my church. He's not part of my job. He's somebody I know. He's lived a lifetime for the Lord. Uh, he's been through hard issues, hard times, mm-hmm. health-wise and otherwise. But he and his wife have stayed true to each other and to God. And I'm like, man, there's... And sometimes people who are older are so easily like discounted. Like, oh, they're not hip to what's cool today. And they don't know about technology. You know, it's like they kind of get... But they've got more important things to teach us. Yes. Uh, if we would just ask them and the way, the reason I think of this guy, and by the way, his name's Gordon Stanley. He's just amazing. When I sit down and have lunch with him or something, I just, I just feel like decades of wisdom coming out of him towards me. And I'm like, mm. wow, what a gift this is to me to know somebody like this. Yes. Cause I, I aspire to be like him, to be honest. But you have to pursue that person yeah. really, because I find the people who are wise, they're not throwing out their wisdom all over the place. They're just they're there and they're you have available. To look for them, find them and engage. And yeah, have coffee. Yeah. Set a time. Yeah, and it's up to you to to get to them. They don't have to get to you because that's selfish. You want to get to them. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I think that's a really good one. Yeah. By the way, as Christian followers of Jesus, we do not endorse real crystal balls. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. For anybody who thinks we're getting new agey. Well, I don't think they're real. Don't they usually have like an electrical cord and a little pedal on the under the under the table uh, where they're pushing the foot and making I don't the know. light go? I know I've seen them in movies and they're the like... The Wizard of Oz has one. Right. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, <laughs> just for the record, I'm against it. <laughs> All right. So it's my turn to answer the question. Can you read it one more time? I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I answer it correctly. Oh, of course. It's kind of, of a longer one. And please, listener, think about this yourself. Yes. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, yourself, your life, your life, the future, the future, or anything else, anything else, what would you want to know? Hmm. Well, you know, 
I think what I'm doing currently, presently in my life, is I'm just coming off of being very ill for a year, year and a half. And I was miraculously healed two months ago, like miraculous. And that's a really cool story I'm not going to tell now. But I went from basically having seizures and shaking in bed all day long to the next day praying for 12 hours straight and boom I was bam set free and it left immediately and I was totally healed and I've been healed now for nine ten weeks so anyway yay so excited about that Mm -hmm. but the Lord was really clear to me during that time and he said listen if I heal you I don't want you just to go out and start doing a lot of stuff for me again you know like just go 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 and so I was like oh man really yeah I was kind of bummed but um I really feel like he's called me to a season of prayer, mm. being at home, loving on you. Like this morning, I made you special poached egg on avocado toast with the spicy sausage, right? Oh, man. Are you kidding? I felt like I went to a hipster gourmet restaurant in Brooklyn. Yeah. So, you know, so good. doing that. It's our son's last year at home before he goes to college. So I'm just sort of spending time with him and pouring into him. And so I, I feel like I'm supposed to be home this year and not just home for the family, but also really just sort of spending time with the Lord and learning, just drawing closer to him, closer, 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 because something is going to come and I will be doing things for the Lord that are more. I don't know. Right now, I'm kind of like secretly following the Lord in private in the hidden, you know, rafters of my wooden house, you know. But I know there'll be a platform for me to do something, and it's coming, but I don't know what it is yet. And I'm not anxious about it. I'm cool. It'll happen whenever. It could happen a year, two years, three years from now, 10 years. I don't know. But I guess it would be kind of fun to know what it is. Like, am I going to be working for World Vision? Am I going to be working for Charity Water? Am I going to be a missionary uh, in some other country with you? Uh, You know, I guess not because you do your thing here. But, you know, what am I going to be doing? Uh, Am I going to be pastoring again? Am I I going to be writing books? Um, I don't know uh, what I'm going to be doing. Sky's the limit, really. Sky's the limit. You can do anything. Uh, I don't know. So I guess I'm curious to see what it would be. And then that way I could even prepare myself by reading books about it and educating myself more. Or mm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I think that's that's a very current, real answer because, yeah, we're in a waiting time. And uh, there's a worship song that goes, he's in the waiting. Oh, yeah, that's a good he's one. He's in the waiting. It's true. And he is. And there is periods and seasons where like we don't have all the answers. Yeah. Uh, we're always in some place like that. I have some stuff at work. I'm waiting on God. What's the answer for this situation or right. that situation? It's fine. Um, and that's where we, we do meet God. So um, he's working on us. And my dad told me this a long time ago when I was growing up, I think. But God is in the process, mm. not just in the product. Mm. Because we're just like, oh, the future. I have to get toward that goal. That's what's important, getting towards that goal and achieving it. It was like, but God's like, no, I got some stuff along the way. That really, I'm after your heart. Right. And I'm changing you and I'm shaping you. I'm teaching you. Mm. So it's not just accomplishing the thing, which may be important. Right. Uh, I'm in the process. Mm. I am in the waiting. And I feel that way. I feel like, you know, I could do anything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I could do it well. Well, maybe not everything. I'm not great at math like you or, I don't know, tap dancing. (laughs) But but whatever God calls me to, I feel like I could do it. But. I don't care about that. I care about just being close to him. 
like really close to God, so yeah. close that I'm hearing his voice clearly. I'm speaking his truth clearly. Yeah. Um, I feel like God's used me with the gift of prophecy, which I know sounds kind of weird to some people listening maybe, but <laughs> it is in the Bible. And that's where God gives me a word for someone mm-hmm. of encouragement. Right. To build um, them up or something. To build them up. Yeah. And God uses us all that way. Um, yes. If we allow him to, every to encourage people. <laughs> yeah. And so I, you know, I don't know. Anyway, that's what I would like. You know, I thought of another one too, um, is if I could look in a crystal ball and understand things I don't know, it's, how to better um, help my kids. Oh, that's a good one. Father them. Darn, I wish I would have thought of that. (laughs) Because they're so different, each one. Yeah. And they all need different things. They all speak their own love language. They think and feel their own way. They're very different. And each one unique. And I'm like, and I think about it all the time. How to love them well. how How can I help him or what does she need from me? You know? Mm. And so I am thinking about it and I do try things, you know, like, Oh, I'll try this. Maybe they'll enjoy this. And sometimes do you do that I'm with right. Me too? Sometimes I'm wrong. Of course I do. You're pretty good at it. Well, you know, what can I say? You, know, <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> the way I love my wife, Tracy is I, I, I happen to up produce a podcast. You may have heard of it called 36 questions. <laughs> Hey, it's been fun. Absolutely, it's fun. I didn't say it's a, 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 a miserable sacrifice. Yeah. I, it's just, how do you... You have to admit, my ideas are usually things you're like, oh, I don't know. But then when we, we do them, you're always like, that was great. So... Always? Nah. <laughs> but do I admit you have some great ideas? Of course I do. Yeah. But you have a lot of ideas. I Nobody have, could fulfill every idea you have. I have too many ideas. Not I don't too know many. what's it's wrong just, with me. I, I think, actually, I have a lot of ideas, too. I just keep them inside my brain. <laughs> I don't say, let me tell you every idea I just thought of. La, 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 la. just came to me off the top of my head. I, I only I try to share friends. the good ones. <laughs> I, need more I process friends. internally. You process externally. True. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. We just have to understand uh, our communication processes, and we can accommodate Right. They're with. Yes. Well, yes. Well, this has been a fun time, and I've enjoyed this question a lot. It's been really interesting. So mm. make sure that you utilize this question for your own life. If you have a husband or a wife or a son or a daughter or a mother or a father or brother or sister, roommate, whatever. Enemy. I, <laughs> an enemy. Maybe. Maybe that'll help them not be your enemy. You can can torment your enemy with this podcast. (laughs) You can ask them this question or many of the questions we list on the podcast as a way to draw close and get to know each other better and understand each other more. Absolutely. Well, thanks for uh, spending time with us, everybody. If you wouldn't mind, I'd love it if you would go to Apple Music, iTunes, whatever, write a review and make sure it's five stars. And it's the greatest thing you've ever heard in your life. Um, Or even honesty. That's fine, too. It's okay. You can be honest. Absolutely. All right. We're not professionals, so. Mm. Well, thanks a lot. Have a beautiful day. Enjoy every moment. Vaya con Dios. Goodbye. (laughs)